You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. We've been talking about uh, this series is on prayer and worship. These are two of the most foundational, fundamental things that we should that we should that should be in our arsenal as Christians. It should be our default. The two things that we go to when we don't know what to do, and the two things that we go to when we know exactly what to do. And we started with prayer, and we're going to work through prayer and into worship. But two weeks ago, when we started discussing prayer, two of the things that we talked about is that there are two truths. And one truth is for everyone, and that is that God is a creator. That is a truth that whether you're saved, not saved, doesn't matter. You are creation, and God is your creator. We know this to be true. And then there is a truth that is only for those that are saved, and that truth is that he is our heavenly father. He's not only our creator, but he is our heavenly father for those that are in Christ Jesus, for those that are saved. And the difference is that there is... There is now this ability to have a relationship with God. That's the emphasis. That's the difference. The, the difference, the difference uh, between the two, God, Creator, and Heavenly Father, is the status of relationship, the depth of relationship that we can attain. And the key in prayer life, the key to a prayer life, is to understand and walk in it and use it. The key to all of this is to have a correct relationship with God. To understand that there is, it is all about relationship. Jesus speaks, he teaches, and leads by example. Uh, a prayer life reflective of relationship. We see this over and over in Jesus' uh, time throughout Scripture and through his ministry. The dedication to prayer is always reflective of his dedication to his Father and his Father's will. And the closeness of their relationship is seen in the depth of his prayers. And one of the main reasons we, the church, have such an elementary prayer life, when you think about it, a real elementary prayer life, and what I mean by that is it's silly, the things that make us uncomfortable. And we have an elementary worship life as well, in, in the church as a whole, because things make us uncomfortable that are silly when you just put it on a piece of paper. Watching someone dance in worship makes people uncomfortable. Why? How and what way does that affect you in any way, shape, form, or fashion? Someone raising their hands, uh, someone uh, shouting amen, someone clapping, any of these things, someone speaking in tongues, these things make us uncomfortable. Why? Elementary. That's why. You have an elementary understanding and an elementary and undeveloped prayer life. He doesn't become heavenly father. He is simply creator an only creator to us. And that is, if you see someone with an elementary understanding in worship and prayer, you can guarantee that even though they may be saved, in their life, in their walk with God, he never became a heavenly father to him. He has stayed a creator. And when he's just creator, he's distant, he's cold, he's unknowable. Uh, there's no close relationship. There's, there's a fear, there's a misunderstanding when he's far off. And I hold him out here and I never allow him... And I never take the step to allow our relationship to become one of father and son or father and daughter. And there's no depth of relationship. And there's two main reasons as to why there's no depth of relationship. And the first one is that we consider on this earth a length of relationship no matter if 
the relationship is correct, healthy, or incorrect, whatever it is. We, we determine that the length of a relationship is the one determining factor for depth. It is, it is what will absolutely say that there's depth in a relationship. That's what we as the, in the world say. You have quality relationships, deep relationships, because you've known this person for 60 years. But I can know somebody for a long time and not have a good relationship with them, not have any depth. For 20 years, I have known people, and they know very, very, very little about me, and they know very little about me intentionally. There is no depth. We, you can have a relationship with someone for 20 years, and they can still be an acquaintance, right? So that's not true. That's not accurate. That's not accurate that uh, the length of relationship will equal depth. That's just not possible. Because we've also met those people uh, in the world and in this life. We've met them and instantly been bonded to them. As though we had walked through heaven and hell together with them. And that we've known them for hundreds and hundreds of years. That Almost as if, if we've known them in a past life. Or like I knew them in heaven and I've been reminded of them in, on earth. Like... We just know these people and we're connected and we're bonded instantaneously. My best friends in the world, I've known for less than 15 years. And, I, and we became best friends. The, my best friends, we became best friends within a few short moments of being around each other. And it's just the bonding uh, of the Spirit. It's just what the Lord does. The, the second thing that that is a reflection as to why there's no depth of relationship, is that we treat intimacy with God as a childish thing. We allow society to to determine the structure of a relationship with God. We grow up and we become less honest, we become less vulnerable, and we call that maturity. We're less willing to share and express our feelings and our emotions. We're, we're, We're... so disconnected from our own feelings and emotions that most of the time, most adults don't even know how to articulate what they're feeling and what's going on within them because we've separated ourselves from our emotions and we think that is maturity, to be this numb creature, this stoic creature that, that only knows one tone. He's just a, it's just a monotoned life, and that is not maturity. We've seen that over and over and over again. That has been such a contributing factor to broken relationships. Not strong relationships, not deep relationships, but broken relationships because there's no honesty in it. That is not maturity. It is actually emotional immaturity. And we have applied that to our relationship with God and saying that that is a deep relationship with God. I don't have any emotions attached to it. It's all intellectual. You can't have a relationship with a person that's just intellectual. That's like I would have a relationship with the two of you based on who you say you are on a piece of paper. Never meeting you, never talking to you, never sitting down and learning about you, but only summing up who you are based on what's on that paper, and I have a relationship with that piece of paper. These are my friends. Who are your friends? And I show them that piece of paper. It's ridiculous. That is an intellectual relationship. I know a lot about you, but I actually don't know you in any way, shape, form, or fashion. And that's what we've praised and we've worshipped in our relationship with God. It's the intellectual relationship with Him. I know a lot about Him, 
But at the end of the day, if you know a lot of details about a person but have never seen those in action, never seen that person articulate who they are, who they believe that they are, and, and speak it to you and, and reveal to you their heart and show you vulnerability, how deep of a relationship will you ever have with that person? Tell me one person you have a deep relationship with that you've never had a moment of vulnerability with. Doesn't happen. Vulnerability creates depth. So how can you have a deep relationship with God that has never had any vulnerability? You can't. It's impossible. There will be no depth of a relationship. It will be surface level. And this has to stop. So how does it stop? Who must the change begin with? And this one I can speak to with 100% certainty, but the change has to begin with men. We must be willing to become vulnerable, express ourselves, and have an honest conversation with our Heavenly Father and lead this world from that place. And again, how does that begin? Well, we first must recognize as Jesus displayed. This is all coming from the theology of Jesus. If Jesus is perfect theology, then you can look at his story and you can see the life that you're meant to reflect. You can see it right there on pen and paper. You can understand and articulate and tangibly grasp the life that you're meant to have in this relationship with Jesus. So how do we begin to change this? Well, we first must recognize when we're specifically talking about prayer, that prayer without the Spirit is lost. Prayer without the Spirit of God is lost. And it is impossible. And I'm going to read a couple scriptures right now. Um, to the best of my ability, holding this mic, and uh, just to articulate this point, Romans 8, verse 26. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We don't even know what it is that we are to pray. We can't create it within ourselves. It is only by relationship with the Spirit of God that we understand what it is to pray. It's only by that relationship. And so then I pose this question. What happens if you dismiss the Spirit of God from your life? And you have any honest, vulnerable, powerful prayer life? No, anything of depth. No, you can't have it because it's impossible to have a depth and a meaningful and a powerful prayer life without relationship with the one who knows God in the heart of God. Well, that'll introduce us into uh, our next scripture, 1 Corinthians 2, verse 10. And these things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the Spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. Who knows the heart of God but the Spirit of God that is in Him? And so is it possible then to understand the depths of the heart of God and pray for those things to be, pray for those things to exist without the Spirit of God? It is impossible to know the heart of God without the Spirit of God. So if you've dismissed the Spirit of God, can you have any deep, 
in meaning, meaningful relationship with God the Father? No. Because you've dismissed the only one that can interpret his heart to you. Who's also meant to dwell within you that you would have a direct link to the heart of God. To the heart of the Father. And if you've dismissed the link, do you have any way of having a relationship with that person? That's like me moving to another country and not giving anybody my number, not giving anybody contact information, me never reaching out to anybody else. Will, I, will those relationships that I have, will they grow in depth? Will they become more meaningful? Will they become more powerful and, in, and influential in my life? Or will they fade until they no longer exist? They'll fade because there's no connection anymore. Our connection to the heart of the Father is the Spirit of the Father, the Spirit of God. And when we dismiss that, there's no way to have deep and powerful relationship. And if there's no way to have deep and powerful relationship, there's no way to have deep and powerful prayer. No way to have meaningful prayer life. John 15, 4 through 8 says, Abide in me. This is Jesus talking. Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit and so prove to be my disciples. If you have dismissed a relationship with the Spirit of God, you can never know the heart of God, you cannot abide, and therefore you cannot pray with any fullness or authority. To remain in is what abide means. To remain in. How can I remain in something that I've dismissed? How can I remain connected to the Son of God if I've dismissed the Spirit of God? Prayer is impossible. The the design of prayer was meant to have the Spirit of God a part of it. Our prayer life is meant to be a reflection, excuse me, a reflection of our relationship with God and our relationship with the Spirit of God. He's given us the Spirit. He's given us the Helper because we don't know what to pray for as we ought. My goodness. But thankfully, we've been given the Spirit that dwells within us, that knows the heart of God and then interprets that and speaks that to us, that we would therefore, and in that place, in abiding and remaining in Him, we would know what to pray for because the Lord would plant the desires of His heart into ours and then we could pray for these things. What kind of conversation do you have with people that you have a deep relationship with? Is it long and deep, right? Powerful conversations, life-changing conversations. You don't have shallow conversations. You get through that shallow, the the basic nicety stuff pretty quick, and you get to the meat in a hurry. And most of the time, you don't have to go through the niceties. You just go straight to the meat. And that is what our prayer life is to be, that we can see things, and we can interpret things, and we can see what's going on in the world around us, and we can immediately look at the Father's heart and begin to have this conversation with him in that moment about what we're seeing, about what's happening. And begin to pray for things to be and begin to pray for things, uh, pray things into existence. Things that the Lord desires to do, but he's just waiting on us to ask for them. He's just waiting on the children of God, his hands and feet, to speak them into existence. And to begin to pray for these things. But how can we know this if I'm disconnected from the heart of God? 
I can't. I cannot go through this life. I cannot sing a, uh, speak a single prayer with any accuracy and with any potency to the world around me and to the environment around me if I have dismissed the Holy Spirit from my life. If I have no relationship with the Spirit of God. When did we see Jesus' ministry take off after his baptism and obedience and the receiving of the Holy Spirit? And then he, he went into ministry. But it wasn't until that Spirit rested upon him did he begin to minister. Because that Spirit was showing him the heart of the Father in each and every moment that he walked into. And so prayer without the Spirit is lost. Prayer, again, is meant to be a reflection of a relationship with our Heavenly Father. Worship is meant to be an expression of my relationship with my Heavenly Father. But there's a lot of walls that we've got to knock down because we have, a, we have taken a lot of what the world uses to define relationships. And we have applied that to our relationship with God. We have a lot of men that don't, don't have uh, an easy time being vulnerable with their wives. And me personally as a man with a wife, I can't, I, I understand it because I've struggled with it in my own, in my own self, but I've, I've, I've had a battle within myself like why is there this block to be vulnerable with the one person you're meant to be vulnerable with the most on this earth, your wife. Why is there, it was almost a natural stop programmed in us men. No, 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 don't you start doing that girly stuff, sharing and and talking about your emotions. We don't do that here. But it, it, like, where did I learn that? How, why does that exist in me? That's the most illogical thing I've ever heard of. I want a close relationship with my wife. I don't want one. I don't want to be roommates with my wife. When you're roommates, you're not very. You're just kind of like you keep each other at arm's length just so you can tolerate one another and do life together, and not kill each other. But that's not what marriage is meant to be, and that's not what our relationship with our heavenly Father is meant to be. When we come and worship, we're meant to wear everything that we've carried from that week, and we're meant to just. Before God and with our, with our church and our, our, the body of Christ, we're meant to just engage with our Father together in a deep and powerful way. It's not meant to just be this foot tapping, kind of mumbling the words that are on the screen. <clears throat> it is meant to be a reflection of, of your relationship with God, a response, an overflow of expression and gratitude towards this Father that you have a deep and powerful relationship with. So why do we stand still? because we've kept him as God the creator and not my heavenly father. And it is time that we begin to transition, that he would become my heavenly father, that I have a deep and that knows me better than anyone on this earth. He already does, newsflash, so I don't know why we're trying to hide anything from him. That's the most illogical thing. God is logical. I don't know why we choose to stay in the illogical lane so often, but we sure do. We've gotten really good at thinking we're tricking him. Uh, No, I've found a new way to hide what's going on in my heart from the Lord. No, you haven't. He's known it. And he's known that you were going to come to this place before the dawn of time, before the creation of time. He knew you would arrive here and you would try to hide these things from him. And guess what? You didn't. 
But he's going to sit there like a gentleman and wait for you to talk to him about it. Because the Lord also treats us like adults. And if you're going to act like a child, but you're an adult, well then, the consequences are what the consequences are. That's just what it is. I'm not going to break the law, and the cop's just going to be like, you poor baby, I'll let you go. No, because I'm a grown man. I know the difference. I broke the law, I made a choice. And so the consequences are what the consequences are. And if we choose to keep trying to fool God into telling him, no, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm fine. When we come into church and we say, how are you doing? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Really, I'm broken, I'm barely keeping myself together. I didn't know how I was going to make it here this morning, but I'm coming, I'm just good. And we put on this mask, and we do this, and it's not like it starts with us. Everything that we see stems from our relationship with, the, with our God, with our Father first. Anything we see in this room stems from that place first. Anything you see in your life stems from that place first. I challenge you to say anything that does not start and originate in that place. It all originates in our relationship with God the Father. It all originates there. We are not honest with God the Father, so we're not honest with one another. And if we're not honest with one another, there's no progress being made for the establishment of the kingdom in our city and in our midst. Because we're not meant to do it without one another. As we all have found out in our own ways, found out, I'm not meant to do this life without the fellowship of the body of Christ. I'm not meant for it. And in the same way, you're not meant to do this life without the fellowship of the body of Christ. You are not meant to do this life without a deep and meaningful, deeper than anything can measure relationship with God your Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And it's time for there to be a people that come out of this place with a relationship that is so deep that people look at it and it just causes mystery. All they can say is that's a mystery. I can't, I don't understand it. And they don't have to. They're not meant to. But we are meant to have a relationship that the world looks at and it finds it mysterious because it can't understand the depth of it. All that to say, Back to the original point of this evening. Prayer without the Spirit is lost. It's empty words. So engage in relationship with the Spirit of God and allow Him to lead you into prayer. And when you're prompted to pray, pray. And when you're prompted to speak something, speak it. When you're prompted to ask for something, ask it. And then the Spirit in me and the Spirit in you will guide one another into a deeper and more powerful prayer life as we understand that without the Spirit of God, prayer is impossible. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.